Good evening, everyone, and welcome to tonight's online Bible study. I pray the Almighty God will make this study an enriching one, and the entrance of His Word will give us light and understanding in the mighty name of Jesus. And I pray that as we study the man Moses, God will make us greater Moses in the name of Jesus. So tonight, um, I titled tonight's teaching, The Call. The Call. And of course, the subject we are considering for this month's OBS is the man Moses. We are looking at the life of Moses, zooming into his life from his birth to his ministry and every other um, aspect of his life. I pray God will open our eyes to salient points he wants us to learn from the man Moses in the name of Jesus. So I will be picking or zooming in on some points, some salient areas in the life of Moses as recorded in the book of Exodus. And um, tonight we'll we'll start from Exodus chapter 2, from verse 2. Remember once again, the title for today's study is The Call. Exodus chapter 2 and in verse 2. And the Bible says, And the woman conceived and bare a son, and when she saw him that he was a goodly child, she hid him three months. She hid him three months. Now, this passage or this place where we are zooming into is talking about um, the birth of Moses and we can see the Bible says that when the mother saw that it was a goodly child she hid him for three months there was already a mandate that all male children should be killed and many had been killed before this time but the Bible says she saw that it was a goodly child. Another translation says a beautiful child. Now, you see the call for, to parenting is beyond the experiences, especially in our 21st century. It's beyond getting guidance from those who are experienced parents. It's beyond using the experiences of our parents' parenting. It's beyond the experiences we get from books is beyond even wisdom, our natural wisdom, or some steps, some strategies in raising children. Those things are necessary. Those things are important. And those things have been helpful. But in this, our present time, we need divine revelation to properly raise a child that will fulfill divine purpose. We need to see that it's a goodly child. We need to see beyond the physical we need to see into the life of the child so as to know how to hide the child, so as to know how to direct the child, so as to know how to protect the child, preserve the child. And that's why this is saying, uh, calling us as parents or to be parents or eventually those that will eventually become parents in future, that you need to take parenting to a spiritual level. There should be divine revelation for your children. In Exodus chapter 2, 
chapter 2, the same chapter 2, and we read from verse 11 and 12. 11 and 12. And it says, And it came to pass in those days that when Moses was grown, that he went out unto the brethren and looked on their burdens, and he spied an Egyptian smiting an Hebrew, one of his brethren. And he looked this way and that way, and when he saw that there was no man, he slew the Egyptian and hid him in the sand. Now, um, you could see uh, this first part of it, and I want us to quickly look at the second part so as to, before I, I, I give the analogy of it, from verse 16, it says, Now the priests of Midian had seven daughters, and they came and drew water and filled the throats of, to water their father's flock. And the shepherds came and drove them away, but Moses stood up and helped them and watered their flock. Now, sometimes we have a passion towards some certain areas in our life. Sometimes we have an inclination, uh, a, a, a leaning, a yearning towards some certain special um, areas in our lives while growing up. We find ourselves, you know, passionate about some things. It could be passionate about ministry. It could be passionate about teaching, teaching the gospel or teaching generally. It could be passionate about caring, taking care of the flock, you know, like David. It could be any area of our lives. It could be passionate about children. We could be passionate about, you know, saving the nation. And, you know, all these passions, we find us, you know, kind of displaying once in a while where you find us we find ourselves using our physical wisdom to you know carry out this passion but all these passions we find are a call and not a call for us to use our wisdom to just go and you know begin to follow that path you know begin to walk in that path as we just believe it's our calling it's our purpose and all that that is good you know, and sometimes that is a fifty. That's fifty-fifty. You know, sometimes it may be that that's not the line we are we are called into. Sometimes we have many gifts. You know, and it looks like uh, which path are we going to? But it is actually a call to go to the Lord, to ask Him, to seek His face, and ask Him what these passions are all about. To seek His face and ask Him for wisdom, for guidance, for direction before we begin to step out into carrying that as our path to destiny. So when we notice some things, maybe in our children, maybe in our lives, and we notice we're inclining towards a certain area, it's a, it's a call to go to the Lord, seek His face as our Creator, and ask Him, find out what these things mean. And then, you know, from there, we begin to, He begin to give us direction. And when he gives, he tells us, when he reveals to us, he says, call upon me and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things which you know not. So when he shows those things, he's also not, um, you know, calling us to just stand up from the place of prayer and just speed into action. We need to find out, how do I go about this? When Moses, when Moses was, you know, displaying all these things, God was watching. That, that's his passion. He was, he's a deliverer. Okay, he was born a deliverer, someone who will bring out the children of Israel from the land from captivity. And you could see that he went to deliver in his own might, in his own wisdom, delivered somebody that was almost smitten, then delivered the, the, the ladies, the daughters of in the in the, the Midianite, and all these things, and before God eventually called him to, to refine and define 
this passion. So it's a call for us to go to the place of prayer, go to the Lord and find out what minutes these things. Now in chapter 2 from verse 24 and 25, chapter 2 from verse 24 and 25, it says, And God had their groaning, and God remembered his covenant with Abraham, with Isaac, and with Jacob. And God looked upon the children of Israel, and God had respect unto them. God had their groaning, and God remembered his covenant. All right, and that was after the king of Pharaoh at the time passed. The Bible says, uh, from, if you back down, back down to verse 23, it says, And it came to pass in the process of time that the king of Egypt died, and the children of Israel sighed by reason of the bondage, and they cried, and their cry came up unto God by reason of the bondage. I pray God will give us a, a relief that will help us, that will change you know our mindset that will give us the courage the confidence the boldness to be able to cry unto god in jesus name sometimes challenges can so weigh us down can so bring us down you know in form of sickness depth or whatever the challenge and we find difficult to pray uh, but god will give us that relief that lighting moment that that understanding that wisdom that kairos moment that will help us that revelation that will help us to pray and call upon him at the time appointed so that we receive our blessing the time predicted the the period that was predicted you know by jacob even by joseph that the children of israel we we stay in bondage and be released had already passed and you know the children of israel cried unto god now calling upon god is not a sign of weakness all right and even when there is a prophecy when god has given us a prophecy that is time bound like he gave the prophecy he told he told unto jacob which and jacob he spoke through jacob that they will be carried in fact he revealed to abraham first of all that they will be carried taken into captivity and at a stipulated time they will be cap they will be captives and after that time they will be released but the time has had passed okay and thank god the children of israel called perhaps if they are not called uh, they may still be in bondage for a, a little while longer before mercy will speak for them so sometimes when prophecy comes it's not uh, uh, you know we shouldn't just sit back and fold our arms and wait for it to come to fulfillment we should still call God when we when we remember the prophecy and we see that the manifestation is not coming forth, the actualization of the prophecy is not coming forth. Then we should call upon God and cry unto Him and ask Him and ask Him to remember His promise, remember His covenant, remember His word concerning us. Sometimes God requires that we call upon Him so that He will open the book of remembrance unto us. Who cry unto him so that I will open the book of remembrance unto us. And thank God, you know, uh, Esther had that in the, during, in the book of Esther. Thank God, our uncle, you know, had that understanding. Mordecai, he had that understanding. And then he, he, he asked that there be a fast. And, this, and Esther also said, proclaim a fast. 
I will before I, I will go to the king, and then a book of remembrance was opened unto you know unto them. So God will help us to call upon him when we sense that the prophecies are not being actualized. When we sense that the things being declared are not being seen, we call upon him. And when there is a bondage, you know, against popular opinion these days, sometimes when there is a bondage against the children of God, you know, it's now a popular opinion that you don't just sit and pray. You don't just pray. You have to take action. You have to, you know, fight for it. You have to protest. Uh, you know, but this scripture is making us understand that there are times when children of God will be in bondage and bondage in which they can protest. In fact, the Bible uh, in New Testament doesn't really support protest. From my Bible, you know, looking at scripture, I don't know, um, other people may bring up some Old Testament beliefs and ideologies, but from the New Testament as children of God, where God says, pray for your enemies, where God says, be gentle as though, you know, uh, the Bible doesn't really support protest. But, you know, when we see that there is nothing we can do, there is no way where we can go, everyone is against us. The only thing, the best thing we can do is pray. Pray, pray, and pray. When our paths, when we've done our own quota, when we've done what is we are supposed to do as human beings, then the next thing we do is pray. Even while we are taking out our action, we need to pray to know the right action to take. Sometimes you may think protesting is the best course of, line, uh, course of action, but you, one might just waste lives and it won't achieve anything because that wasn't the right action to take at the time. So in taking action, we also need to pray to know the right step to take. And then as we are taking the step, we are also praying. After taking the step, we also pray. Prayer needs to characterize our life. And I pray as we pray, God will grant us speedy answers in the mighty name of Jesus. Also in chapter 4, Exodus chapter 4 from verse 14. Exodus chapter 4 from verse 14, the Bible says, And the anger of the Lord was kindled against Moses, and he said, Is, it, is not Aaron the Levite thy brother? And on and on like that. Now, the part I needed to take was the anger of the Lord was kindled against Moses. Why? Moses, God was trying to get it clear to Moses that you are the chosen one. You are the deliverer. You are going to bring the children of Israel out of Egypt. But Moses kept on giving excuses. Kept on giving excuses. Now, God is a patient God. He is long-suffering, as the Bible says. He's slow to anger. All right? But... God can get angry when our excuses get too much. When God chooses you, He doesn't call the qualify; He qualifies the called. He doesn't choose. The Bible says he, he, he has used the base things, the foolish things of this world, to confound the wise. So you don't have to be high and mighty for God to choose you. All He needs is that sincerity of heart and purpose. And when he chooses you, excuses are not the next thing to do, but to go to him and ask for strategies. Oh, I love Solomon for that. He was chosen suddenly to be king when he had not gathered enough experiences, when he was not ready, he was not mature enough. But thank God he was wise enough to use his earthly wisdom to get divine wisdom. 
he was able to do what he knew and you know follow the the, 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 the steps the procedures the order of getting results from God and he made sacrifices and God visited God saw that this no these sacrifices are just too great for me to ignore and he visited him that night and he asked him what do you want me to do for you and then he used the same wisdom to ask not for riches not for the necks of his enemies but he asked for something important which is wisdom so when God chooses us, we don't need to cringe. We don't need to back down. We don't need to start giving excuses. We All we need to do is ask God, how do I go about it? How shall these things be? What do you want me to do? And I pray as we surrender to God, despite our weaknesses, God will use us to wrought great and mighty things in the name of Jesus. And finally, if we look at chapter 5, chapter 5 from verse 22 and 23, chapter 5 from verse 22 and 23, the Bible says, And Moses returned unto the Lord and said, Lord, wherefore hast thou so evil entreated these people? Why is it that thou hast sent me? For since I came to Pharaoh to speak in thy name, he had done evil to his to these people, neither had thou delivered thy people at all. And um, you, you know, this was Moses returning to God after he was disappointed. God said, Go to Pharaoh, and that's a lesson to us. So when God sends us somewhere, um, it doesn't mean all roads will be just perfect. There will be no turns on the way. There will be no roadblocks. I, I, I like what Jake said. He says, um, every God direction is road tested. Yes, every God direction is road tested. He has tested the road, vetted it. Now, testing the road and vetting the road doesn't mean it's free from hurdles. It just means that that is the right road to pass. And if you stay on that track with the Lord, you will definitely get to your destination. Okay? So when we are in line of, our, of fulfilling our purpose, when we are in line of achieving our goal, achieving the, 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 the desired purpose, line of working for God, line of ministry, line of uh, you know, following the path that God has laid for us, the templates that God has given us. There may be some challenges, but once you sense a challenge, you don't find your way around. You don't you don't try to you know lobby your way to make it through. You go return to the to the to the person, the director, to the shepherd, to the leader, to the guy, to the savior, to the master, to the sender. You go back to the sender, to the Lord who has sent you and call on him. And ask him to make the way. He's a way maker. He's the miracle worker. He's a promise keeper. So Moses sensed that. Moses saw that Pharaoh refused. Maybe perhaps he thought if he goes to tell Pharaoh, Pharaoh will just let them go. And God did not give him full details. Okay? But God just sent him. God sometimes, most times God doesn't give full details of the entire journey. But you just trust him enough to go. Because he knows he is always there. He said, Lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the world. So he's always there for us. For us to run back to him when we, when we perceive a hindrance. And then he will take away those hindrances and we will have a clear path. 
and will keep on going to the next hurdle will run back to him again. And thank God, Moses understood this. He went back to God, and it, although the, the, his pattern of prayer wasn't the wisest, accusing God, uh, we don't need to accuse God, but we need just table the, the challenge before him and ask for his assistance. All right, And then thank God when they came out of Egypt and they were met with the Red Sea, the chariots of Pharaoh behind them, the Red Sea in front of them, the same way maker made the way for them. I pray that God, the way maker, will make a way for us anywhere we are having challenges right now in the name of Jesus. I pray as he has called us, called us to his purpose, called us onto the path of destiny, I pray he will make every stumbling block, every hurdle to become a plane in the name of Jesus. He will give us the grace to leap over walls that are on our path in the name of Jesus. He will give us the grace to crumble every wall of Jericho on our path to actualizing our destiny in the name of Jesus. Uh, thank you for joining us for this program, uh, for this teaching. We'll continue next Sunday with more insight into the life of Moses. See you then.